This episode of 11 Point Collar has been brought to you by... Uh, hey, hold, hold on now. Uh, uh, calm down, everybody. Hey, knock it off! Get to the music! It's 11 Point Collar, hosted by J.D. Frog Scout Hansel. Hi everybody, it's me, J.D. Hansel, and, uh, yes, 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 I know, I know, I haven't made an episode of the podcast in a long time, but just got my computer fixed up and I'm ready to get back to it, and I'm gonna have some extra time this summer, so you're gonna hear a lot of great content. This episode and probably the next two episodes that follow it are going to be pretty different from the usual format of this show, but they're going to be a lot of fun. Alright, let's get this started. So, guess where I went this past week? Okay, I'll tell you. I went to the Beyond the Sock Workshop. And the Beyond the Sock Workshop is a neat little thing they've been doing. It is a workshop for uh, puppetry. For puppetry in television and film. And you're being trained by the experts. Uh, So I'm going to give you the brief little synopsis from the Beyond the Sock website because I'm too lazy to come up with my own. Uh, Beyond the Sock is a workshop co-hosted by the University of North Texas Department of Radio, TV, and Film and Department of Dance and Theater. This four-and-a-half-day intensive workshop will allow attendees to learn techniques for performing with hand-and-rod-style puppets similar to those found in some of entertainment's most endearing television series and films. Over the course of the workshop, attendees will learn the vocal and physical techniques vital to creating compelling performances from two of the top names in the field. Attendees will also learn character development, design, and construction methods by participating in hands-on puppet crafting sessions where they can conceptualize and build their own basic puppet for use during the workshop. So, in case you haven't gotten the idea, you spend a lot of time learning how to build puppets, and you get to use that puppet at the end of the workshop and take that puppet home with you. You're working with a great pattern from uh, a wonderful puppet builder, Pasha Romanowski. You are probably familiar with his website, Project Puppet, um, and there will be a link to that in the description. And also, you may know of his work with uh, Puppetsmith.com, which is another project that he's working on, but really great builder and teacher, uh, and there's really no one better to teach you how to build puppets than this guy. And then with the puppet training, the puppeteering training that is, we were learning from Peter Linz and Noel McNeil. Noel McNeil, of course, has been puppeteering on Sesame Street for a very, very long time now. Uh, he was Bear on Bear in the Big Blue House, that's probably what he's best known for uh, to Muppet fans, and uh, Lionel on the PBS series Between the Lions, he also worked on Ubi and Puzzle Place. Now, Peter Linz, you of course know from Walter from the Muppets, you may also know that he did Leo on Between the Lions, which is not a Muppet series, but still a Muppet-related puppet series, and he worked on Sesame Street, still works on Sesame Street, as well as he also worked on Puppet Place, and he was a few characters on Bear the Big Blue House. So, these are some great instructors uh, that I got to work with and learn from, and boy, was it a heck of a lot of fun. So, because this was such a big deal, after each day at this workshop, I recorded a little recap of what happened during that day, Uh, In some cases, I recorded the recap the day afterwards if the day was so busy that by the time I got back to my hotel room, I just needed to take a nap. 
uh, and I'm going to play those for you, and hopefully, by the end of my last episode on Beyond the Sock, and I expect that there will be three episodes of this show on Beyond the Sock, you will want to go to the 2015 Beyond the Sock workshop for puppetry for television and film. If I fail to persuade you that you want to go to this workshop, then either you really don't care enough about puppetry and you probably should not be listening to this podcast, but stay anyway because I need listeners, uh, or I did a bad job and they're going to kill me. So, even if I don't do a good job at persuading you to go to the Beyond the Sock workshop in 2015, do it anyway so that I don't die. Um, But really, it was a lot of fun. And so, when you hear this sound... It means that I have gone from one recap of one day to a recap of the next day. Also, you're going to get to hear some interviews that I did with some of the people that were attending the workshop, as well as all of the instructors. Well, some of the instructors. I kind of caught Pasha by surprise, so he didn't really know what to say. It was actually pretty funny, but he's probably a little bit annoyed that I did that. Anyway... Please enjoy my little recap of the Beyond the Sock 2014 workshop. Alright, so right now I'm sitting in my hotel room. Uh, It's the morning after the first day of Beyond the Sock. And what a crazy first day it was. Uh, I think for everybody, especially for me, I woke up yesterday morning in Maryland at 3.45 in the morning or so and quickly had to scramble to get ready and get to the airport. And um, I won't bother you too much with the details of the morning, because I know that's not the interesting part, but uh, our flight was delayed by an hour and a half. And uh, that was just one of quite a few delays we had getting there that morning. So uh, we were just constantly in a rush to get a quick bite to eat whenever we could and then get to the next place as fast as possible. When I finally got to the workshop, though, I was about an hour late. And that's generally not the way that you want to make a first impression. But I just kind of snuck into the back of the room. And uh, I came at a pretty good time, actually, because I had missed some of the introduction stuff. But I was able to uh, learn that pretty quickly. What I came for was the initial character planning and design session with the puppet builder Pasha. (laughs) And that was really neat. Uh, He was talking about how just the shape of the head can actually completely uh, change what type of personality we perceive the character to have. And if you give them a certain head shape, then they can look silly or they can look um, normal and relatable, uh, such as a round head shape. That's generally what you would want to do for a lead character so that it can just kind of relate to everybody. Then you can have that Ernie head shape or that Bert head shape. Uh, which all have names aside from Ernie and Bird head shapes, but that's what I saw when I looked at them, so that's all I can remember about those shapes. Um, and of course, he had to talk about the placement of the eyes and the different types of eyes, and just by drawing on the whiteboard, he showed all the different personality types that you can get from uh, placing eyes in different places. If you have the eyes uh, up high enough on the head, then there's no room for a brain, so it is perceived to be less intelligent. Um, or if you have them lower, and if you make the eyes big, then it can look like it's a little kid. He talked pretty briefly about noses, and then we started designing our own puppets, and this year we're designing penguins for some reason. And I don't know why it's penguins, and I don't know whose idea that was, but also there's a theme of 
a Las Vegas nightclub or something like that. It's a pretty interesting idea, I think. Penguins at a nightclub reminds me of Club Penguin, but it will probably be nothing like that. Uh, everyone in there was really, really clever and creative. I'm with a whole bunch of really neat people, some of which have a lot of experience with puppetry, some of which not very much at all. Uh, some prefer the building aspect and they could just build puppets forever. Others of us are like, let me put the puppet above my head, but I don't want to have to actually build this thing. Um, and I'm generally more leaning towards that, uh, even though I do enjoy building a puppet every now and again. And that was most of what we learned about and uh, did with day one at the actual workshop, just starting to plan our penguin characters. And mine's going to be a singer, sort of a crooner, uh, basically a parody of Dean Martin, and I got to talk with Pasha about how we could do that uh, while sticking to the basic penguin pattern that uh, we've been given to use. And then after the workshop ended, there was also a welcome reception party thing, uh, and all of the people in the workshop came, and Pasha was there, and eventually um, uh, Noel McNeil and Peter Lintz arrived, and they got a lot of applause, and then they went around to each table, and they greeted everybody, and they had a very nice conversation with, uh, with everyone. Um, these are some really nice guys. I mean, Pasha talked with me quite a bit about my own characters and the way that I've designed them and the way that I am still building them, and I talked a bit with Noel McNeil about uh, just everything that I do, really, uh, with Muppet Hub and with puppetry and all that. I mentioned that I had actually taken a workshop with him before, a few years ago, and he said, that's why you look so familiar, and... I, of course, got to talk with Peter Linz, which was lots and lots of fun, because, like I said, these really are the nicest guys. It's really amazing how these people that I think of as really, really important, big, professional puppeteers that are performing these characters on uh, television and in movies that are so famous, and yet they are just nice and friendly and enjoy talking to people and having conversations with people for quite a while. Uh, yeah, and at the reception, I was sitting with a group of uh, puppeteers that all kind of wanted to do, um, uh, we were doing a show and tell kind of thing where we'd get out our cameras and our phones and show what puppets we'd built and had been working on lately and what we'd been uh, using our puppets for. And um, when Peter Linz came to our table, he was totally up for the show and tell and was checking out what everyone was doing and was so impressed and excited by what all these people around him were doing. Um, he just has so much fun being around other puppeteers and being around puppet builders and he, he, he genuinely is impressed by everyone, and it's really great. So, yeah, I talked with Peter Linz about uh, what I've been doing with uh, Muppet Hub and the podcast and the videos and that kind of thing, and I, uh, pardon me, it's the morning. I'm still, <laughs> still waking up, still kind of tired. But uh, I had mentioned that I'd had uh, Steve Swanson on my show, and I had been on Steve Swanson's show, uh, and when he heard that, he just said, I love you guys. Uh, and he talked about how much he loved the Muppet fan sites. And he was saying that if he doesn't know whether or not he has any work coming up for the Muppets, then all he has to do is go and check the Muppet fan sites and he'll find out what's upcoming because the Muppet fan sites know what's coming up for the Muppets before the Muppeteers do a lot of times. So that was really fun. Uh, really fun day after the very long, tedious morning. Um, great night. Uh, and what was really interesting and fun was they these 
professional puppeteers that are uh, pretty well known in Muppet fan circles are trying to remember the names of the people that they're working with here. And so when I was staying, I was one of the last people to leave the party, and the puppeteers, I mean the main, uh, the Muppeteers, uh, Nolan Peter, when they left, uh, I was still standing around, and I wasn't looking when Peter Lynn said, Good night, JD. And it was weird, because if you don't know this, the voice of Walter is pretty much Peter Lynn's actual voice. They're about the same. I think Peter Lynn's natural speaking voice is a little bit lower than Walter's voice, uh, but not by that much. And so what I basically heard was Walter saying goodnight to me. It was um, really weird and yet really, really cool. Uh, and so I did turn around and uh, waved to him. It's, it's hard for me to figure out what to say when I'm around these people because I'm so starstruck. Um, but it's, it's not as bad as I've been before. When I met Jerry Nelson, I had absolutely no clue what to say. I was completely stumped. Uh, but when I met these guys, I'd already been talking about a lot of the stuff that I wanted to say. And I'd been discussing what I do with the Muppet fan sites and with my puppetry and all that. And so they were also just such easy people to talk to because they just genuinely wanted to listen to what you have to say. And... They're such nice guys, and they're not intimidating. That's the amazing thing. You'd think if you met the performer of your favorite character, uh, it would be the most intimidating thing in the world. But uh, we'll just have to see what happens in the workshop next. So I'm off to go uh, get breakfast and start day two. All right, well, here I am in my hotel room again. It's the morning after day two. Uh, day two is when things really got started. And by 8 o'clock, we had to be there in their uh, theater or auditorium or uh, whatever you would call it. And we uh, talked about our plans for the day and divided ourselves. Well, no, we were divided into groups. And one group went with Pasha over to the uh, puppet building area. And the other group went into the television studio room with the cameras and the monitors. And so I went into the group with the uh, puppet building first. And that was lots of fun. I mean, the amount of stuff that I learned really quickly, just in a couple of hours, um, like working with the contact cement and working with a certain kind of foam, I think it's called articulated foam, uh, that I've always wanted to work with because it's highly recommended by puppeteers that you work with that kind of foam, and I've never been able to get it before. And, and they had it. I mean, they've got the professional materials here. It's all, they spared no expense. And it's so fun working with uh, these people and these materials because the people clearly know what they're doing with the materials. And so we're making these, uh, we, we're making penguins. And I may have mentioned that in my summary of day one, but I started working, or we all started working rather, on the penguin heads. And it was just cutting out patterns. And, you know, this this is a huge pattern. Everything was carefully planned out by Pasha so that he, he had these great big pieces of paper printed out. They're huge, and they've got all these pattern pieces on them, and we had to cut them out, and then we had to put those over the foam and pin them into the foam and cut out that shape in the foam so that we had all the pattern pieces um, in foam. And some we had to do multiple times. So, like, a one half of the beak would just be one... Uh, pattern piece on the paper but then we'd cut that out and we'd flip it over and use it twice so that we would have two foam pieces from it 
and uh, that way we could make the beak. And then it was a whole lot of gluing together, um, a lot of, actually we couldn't always cut the foam uh, straight up and down, if that makes sense. If we had taken a pair of scissors and cut the foam uh, the way that you would normally do to build a puppet, which is just making a nice straight edge, that worked for some of the pieces, but for some pieces we actually had to do a 45 degree angle so that they could the pieces of foam could be attached uh, in a different way. And that was something I'd never had to do before. And we generally couldn't cut the foam with scissors. We had to use the X-Acto knife in order to get everything just right. And that's another thing I didn't have too much experience working with. And, um, and yet, the head turned out pretty good. I've got the whole foam head of the penguin and the mouthpiece, the main mouthpiece is in there. And it's a nice, uh, flexible piece of some kind of rubber so that this penguin can make all sorts of faces. And that's really nice. I've never really had a puppet that's, uh, that has as flexible of a mouth and face as the puppet that we're building in this class, and that's going to allow for a lot of expression. And I think we're all really looking forward to that. And so after the puppet building, there was a break, there was lunch, and then we got over to the uh, TV studio room where Peter and Noel were teaching us just about every bit of puppetry from the very, very basic 101 that just about every big Muppet fan knows already, like the way that you gotta keep the top four fingers still and try to just move the thumb. Y you know, basics of lip sync and eye focus and counting to 10. Of course, we counted to 10. In some cases, we counted to 50, which really, really hurt. I mean, I think the words that I heard the most uh, throughout the day were, ah! and shake it out, shake it out, shake it out. Because uh, that's what we were doing the whole time, just trying to not be in pain from holding up our arms so much. Uh, because even though I've done quite a bit of puppetry before, I'm still not totally used to it. Uh, and I did go to the gym and worked out my arms and especially my shoulders before coming here, but only a little bit. And now I wish I'd done a lot more, because this is tough. And I knew it would be. Uh, and I think a lot of the other people who didn't have that much experience with puppetry, they just kind of figured that it wouldn't be too bad, that they would get used to it pretty quickly, uh, and then they were wrong. And a lot of people who didn't have too much experience with the monitor thought that the monitor would be a pretty easy thing to uh, figure out and get right. But boy, it's, it's not. And um, I think I was one of the people that struggled with that the least, just because I do have uh, a bit of experience with the monitor under my belt, just, just a bit. I've watched my performance on a monitor uh, for just about just about all of the uh, all of the videos that I've done uh, with puppets over the past several years. In some cases, all I had as my monitor was just my phone. But even then, still, I had something, and I always try to have a monitor there because I need to be able to see that performance, and I need to get used to the brain flip. And I knew that before coming here, and I came prepared for it to be kind of confusing. But I'm adjusting quickly. I, I think a few of the other people there were impressed that I could just kind of find my place right in the center of that screen and look right at the camera and then exit the way I wanted to without going, wait, which way am I going? Because I've got the monitor's tricks pretty much figured out. It's, it's a tricky thing, though. One of the things that I struggled with was that when you turn the head, you're apparently not supposed to turn it all the way around. Like when you're doing, uh, in profile, I mean, when you turn your head um, 90 degrees, for in profile. That action may be fine for a human, not so great for a puppet, because then the puppet seems to be pupilless. And um, the same is kind of true for people, but we're just used to it with people. With puppets, you have to keep those pupils visible, so you can't turn it all the way. 
And then the other thing that you want to do in order to keep it from uh, hiding the pupil that is uh, on the other side of the eye that's closest to the camera, if that makes sense, the pupil that's harder to see because it's in the back, um, you'd want to tilt the head a little bit towards the camera uh, so that that becomes more visible. And so it's really, really tricky when I want to have him just look where he's going as he's exiting, but I can't do that. He has to be um, looking a, a little bit more towards the camera, just a little bit more that way, and the movement has to be more subtle. And that's really tricky for me. And the other thing that uh, Peter Linz noticed was that I bounce a lot when I puppeteer, because if I'm saying something boring, like just counting to 10, then I'm not going to be happy just standing in one place, just calmly looking at the camera. My Oh, there's the fan kicking in. More background noise. Hooray for this professional podcast that's sounding even less professional by the minute. Um, it, he noticed that I bounce around a lot. And I probably should have just listened to him, but I felt the need to discuss it with him a little bit for some reason, which was kind of stupid on my part. But yeah, I, I cooperated uh, still. And as soon as we get into the, the dancing with the puppets and the choreography, according to him, I've got a good bounce, so I've already got a really good start there. So yeah, I guess I just have him shift weight and bounce around naturally. And by him, I mean whatever puppet I perform. So yeah, lots and lots of adjustment to new things, but it's fun, and that's what I came here to do. So uh, that was day two, and now I'm about to go start uh, day three. All right, well, here I am at the hotel. That's uh, the hotel where a whole bunch of us from uh, the Beyond the Sock workshop are staying. And right here, I'm uh, with a few of the puppeteers slash puppet builders that are working with me in the workshop. So um, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and say uh, what made you want to come to um, uh, to Beyond the Sock? Okay, uh, thanks, JD. My name is Kathy Felice, and I'm from Niagara Falls, Canada, actually. And uh, I saw the Beyond the Sock uh, workshop advertised last year. And because I love puppets and love building them, I really, really wanted to go. It didn't work out for me last year, but this year I'm really glad that I got in. Uh, absolutely love it. Uh, the building is what I'm more interested in, but I have learned a lot in the theater and film part of it as well, too. It's been great. Yeah. And when you, just so we're clear, when she says the building, she doesn't mean she's interested in the building we're staying in. She means the building of the puppets, um, the puppet building. Uh, that was an attempt at a joke. Was uh, that was a good one, yeah! Yeah! Uh, waka, waka, waka. Um, killing it. Alright, uh, so how about you? Introduce yourself. I'm Mandy, and I'm uh, attending the workshop for uh, all of the above. <laughs> Everything as far as this building skills and acting. And I don't really know where I'm going with it, but I'm <laughs> jumping in heads. Yeah. At first. It's it's been fun. Um, are you guys finding that you're enjoying the uh, building more or the puppeteering side more? Which way are you guys leaning? I'm loving it all. I like just being around my people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like I kind of am fitting in. Yeah. I'm learning so much in both aspects that are going to be relatable mm -hmm. to other things yeah. that I do. So yeah, and when it's hard to pick. <laughs> it's tricky because there we're coming from all over the world here. There are people from I think there's there's at least one person from Hawaii, right? Yes, Honolulu. Okay, yeah. and we've got people from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. um, so people from all over the place uh, have come here uh, just for this. And what that shows is we've got puppeteers coming from everywhere, uh, and we all share a common love of puppets. And it's pretty tricky 
uh, to find people in your local area that are really into puppets as well. Yeah, without and, giving you a strange look, like, yeah. okay, you're getting a little older, why are you playing with dolls? Yeah, <laughs> and so that's, that's why I think it's interesting that um, if more people were interested in puppetry, then there would probably be more things like this all around the world, but instead, everybody in the world has to come to one place so that all the people who like puppets can get together. Um, yeah, so what's, what's, you, what's been your favorite part? Um, I like the puppet build, right? Making right. the puppet because I like the creative aspect of it, and mm -hmm. uh, it's a little bit easier for me. So yeah. you know, that's where you're more experienced. More experienced in, okay. in making the puppets for sure. But uh, I think you're absolutely right in the fact of the people meeting all the people, yeah, having a lot of fun, uh, laughed a lot since we've been here, yeah, right, yeah, had had a lot of good laughs all the way through, and it's good to laugh at yourself too when you mm -hmm. don't know your left from your right. Plenty of opportunities <laughs> yeah. to laugh at yourself. Yes. <laughs> true especially with the monitors yes. because it's that weird it's that oh this music is still pretty loud um, <laughs> pardon that folks um, but with the monitors though that brain flip that you gotta do is so tricky I for some odd reason I struggle with left and right just in my day-to-day -day life I'm still having <laughs> to hold up my hands to go okay the left hand makes the L shape that's the left uh, and the other one's the right and so then once it's in the monitors it's so much harder, um, and yet, uh, and so there is a lot of laughing at oneself. But where now, where are you guys feeling that you're learning the most? Because I think there's a difference between where you're having the most fun and where you're learning the most. Where do you think you're uh, learning? Well, surprisingly, I thought that um, the whole acting and making voices and being silly was my strong point, and I'm finding that the building is coming rather easily compared to making sense of all this monitor business. Yeah. I can be silly, you know, and play with kids, but when it's a high caliber <laughs> thing where you have to actually think a whole lot as well on, and on top of being silly, um, yeah, that's, I'm learning a lot of things that I'm hoping will improve. Okay. That's that's the same for me. I find the uh, television work has been a total learning experience, and I think a lot of people would think it is uh, like you think you're crazy. You're playing with puppets, but it's a lot of skill and a mm -hmm. lot of work. And I've I found it really, really challenging. Very, very challenging. Mm -hmm. But I have learned an awful lot. And I think what I've learned too also helps me with how to build a better puppet. Thinking about the weight mm -hmm. of the puppet, right? You know, uh, the the focus of the eyes and the shape of the eyes and where it's going and all of that. So I think one workshop complements the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What well, looks like uh, looks like someone else is joining us. Hey, guess what we're doing over here? We have a handy dandy microphone set up, and we're doing this very not super duper intimidating uh, discussion for my podcast not super not intimidating, intimidating. Not i'm super trying to make this uh just a nice interview that's just fun um okay why don't you why don't you introduce yourself hi i'm noel i'm hi, from noel. el paso <laughs> where are you hi. from again noel? el paso el paso okay yeah. yeah people from uh people from now i don't know how to position the microphone so that we can all be heard uh but um yeah we were just talking about how people from all over the place came here because this is um this is where all the puppeteers, uh, this is where we can get all the puppeteers together because it's uh, typically hard to find other people that are interested in uh, puppetry and puppet building and uh, most people would think you're crazy if you're uh, really passionate about puppets. And so, um, yeah, what, what made you want to come to the workshop? Well, I love puppets and 
I love uh, the patterns that Pasha Romanovsky puts out. And so he sent all of his customers uh, an email about it, and I just thought it sounded cool. So I thought it would be a new experience, something that I could develop my skills with, and I came. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, do you think you're learning more from the, uh, the building or the puppeteering? You know, I'm learning from both. Uh, I really, yeah. yeah, I feel like they're both really beneficial. Mm -hmm. and it's nice to have two sides. Yeah. Hey, everybody, look over there. It's famous puppet builder Pasha. Yay! Yeah, what a recognizable face. Pasha. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we're on the podcast, Pasha. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. we're recording the podcast over yeah, here. We're famous over here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Say hi to the listening audience of four and a half people. Hello, four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, one of them what is a puppet. Zombies? One of them is a puppet. <laughs> one of the puppet. Oh, yeah. Good. One of my listeners is a puppet. At least Very one. Good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. So, just out of curiosity, um, how long have you been building puppets? I don't think I asked you this. As for for as long as I can remember. Really? Yeah. Start with paper sacks. <laughs> yeah. Moved up from there. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, uh, your website, uh, uh, Project Puppet, is probably what you're uh, best known for, I think. Yes, I would yeah. say that. But what, are the, what, what else have you worked on? Uh, different things here and there, custom puppets okay. uh, for different, different websites or uh, shows. Cool. Yeah. I'm cool. sorry. I'm uh, it's it's all right. Yeah. It's been a long day, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it has been a long, <laughs> long, day. long, busy, busy day. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Hey, hi. Um, I just wanted to let you know that the reason why Pasha doesn't have answers ready, and I think I may have mentioned this before in the podcast, uh, is that he had no idea that I was recording a podcast at this time until he just walked over where he saw a bunch of people sitting around a couch. He thought he was just going to say hi, but instead he came over to see a microphone that was recording, and I just started throwing questions at him on the spot, and that was a little bit mean on my part, so... Uh, if it doesn't sound like Pasha's well-organized, that's all my fault. I totally surprised him and caught him off guard, and it was a little funny for me at the time, but now I feel bad about it, and uh, my apologies to Pasha Romanowski. Um, uh, back to the couch. We finally got, got two more, two more left. Yeah, only two more. This has gone by quickly. Um, and we finally got the music turned down, so we can uh, hear what we're saying. That's <laughs> nice. Yay! Yeah, they had, a, they had the music really loud before, so it was probably difficult for the listeners to hear the first half of what we were talking about. But yeah, we were talking about um, what we were enjoying the most and what we were learning the most from. Um, so what's that? <laughs> oh, the puppet oh, building, of course. Oh, of course, of course, the puppet building, right? Yeah. Of course. We, been, this is the highlight. We've, we've been learning a heck of a lot uh, about everything. So yeah. it's, yeah, just all the different aspects of the and puppet it's building. And pretty intense, right? Pretty yeah, intense. It can be. It's yes. When, when we're doing the building, it's nice that we're following patterns and putting patterns together and pretty clear instructions. Very clear instructions are given. And, um, and then once you get into the puppeteering, though, that's where, at least for me, that's where I feel like I can get a bit more creative with it, but that also makes me more nervous. Because there's a whole lot of creativity in the puppet building, and I think that a lot of you feel like the puppet building is where most of your creativity 
uh, kind of comes out. Um, but I know for me, it's in the puppeteering mm-hmm. because that's where um, that's where I can kind of develop my own style. Uh, and with the with the design of our puppets, uh, I mentioned before that all the puppets are penguins. Uh, for some reason that we still can't quite <laughs> figure out. Yes, what? Yeah. what is that reason? Yeah, what, what is, is that, that reason? You can elaborate. Why penguins? Why I say why not. not? Yeah, yeah, I knew that was not a penguin. Right. Why not? Penguins? Yeah. Um, and also, the, the thing that I notice is uh, they always say on the Muppets that when they can't figure out what to do, they either uh, eat something, blow something up, or throw penguins in the air. So now we'll have the penguins to throw in the air, but we won't want to because we just worked so hard on making them. <laughs> uh, and we'll be so worried about them. But yeah, um, so yeah, every aspect of this workshop has been a lot of fun, I think, for all of us, and we all can agree. So I can't figure out what else to talk about right now. So I, I might turn the mic back on later if we have something that we want to share with the listening audience. But otherwise, uh, I think we're done here for the night. Okay, Sounds right. good. Thanks, Sounds JD. Good. Yeah, yeah, thank you all for uh, joining me. Well, by this part of the workshop, the fun was just getting started. We were just starting to build our puppets, and they were starting to come together a bit, and we were starting to learn the basics. So, if you want to hear what happens on day three and after that, then you're going to have to come back and listen to another episode, because I'm doing that mean thing that serials do when they draw things out longer than they need to be drawn out. Yes, I know, I'm sorry. But... So far in this episode, we haven't had much music, so I'm going to play the closing clips. Papa, Papa, you know it's true. I'm a puppet just for you. I'll do anything you say. I won't have it any other way. Take my heart and take my soul. I'm giving you complete control. If you want to see me do my thing, pull my string. Pull my string? Papa, Papa, I'm your sweet pet. I'm just your personal marionette. Wind me up and let me go. Don't you know I'm a one-man show? Raise your finger and I'll perform. Cracker Jack till the crack of dawn. If you want to see me do my thing, pull my string. Pull my string. Personally, I don't care for puppets much. I don't find them believable. I don't believe you. (laughs) Hey, does anyone want to hear this postcard before I pin it on the wall? Sure, great idea. Why not? Okay. Dear Nephew Gobo, today Today I I made contact contact with a tribe of mysterious beings I call the string creatures. Hmm. 
Hello, uh, string creature. It's curious, but right away I was drawn to them. It was almost as if I saw a family resemblance. <laughs> it is still not entirely clear to me why these creatures choose to spend their lives attached to each other with string. There surely must be some mutual benefit. Their leader was such a charismatic person that I inadvertently fell under his spell. This lifestyle may prove to be a little strange. Somehow I don't feel quite in control anymore. I'll probably go off on my own again as soon as I... I find a pair of scissors. Love, Uncle Traveling Matt. Consider yourself at home. Consider yourself one of the family. No, thank you. We've taken to you so strong. It's clear we're going to get along. Consider yourself well in. Consider yourself part of the furniture. Not me. There isn't a lot to spare. So what? Who cares? Whatever we have to share. If it's a chance to be, we should see some harder days. Empty larder days. Why grouse? Always a chance we'll meet somebody to foot the bill. Then the drinks are on the house. Not me, I'm grinding. Consider yourself our mate. Check. We don't want to have no fuss, right? For after some consideration, we can stick. Consider yourself one of us. Remember, girls, an egg a day keeps the hatchet away. <laughs> about the end of this show, but you can contact me at jd11pc at gmail.com. That's jd11pc at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at jd11pc and you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash jd11pc. Again, that's jd11pc. Be sure to check out all the fun stuff that's coming soon to MuppetHub.com and until next time, waka waka, wubba wubba, and weeba weeba.